Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 35 of the JMAC Tries podcast. This is my conversation with USA Triathlon Age Group Olympic and Sprint Distance National Champion, Justin Lipper. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show dedicated to bringing you conversations of motivation and positivity with badass triathletes. As always, I'm your host, Jason, aka JMac, and today we are going full send with Justin Lipper. So I'm really excited for this show. Justin, like I said in the intro, won USAT Age Group National Championship Olympic distance, which I competed in, and then he woke up the next morning and was the overall champion of the sprint distance. So I was introduced to Justin through an article on Slow Twitch where he was asked how the heck he won back-to-back races. And he said while he was on the bike, he needed to focus on one thing and one thing only, and that he was going full send. So we talk about full send in my conversation, uh, talk about the hashtag full send and how he's selling some merchandise based off of that. And uh, he's got a pretty cool following of people that are just loving what he's doing out there for this sport right now. He wants to be the uh, sport's most famous age grouper, and uh, he's pretty close to the top of that. He's training with the dudes at Nor'easter. He's going to school down in North Carolina at Queens University. He's racing with the Queens University triathlon team, and he's doing all this, getting himself on the podium while wearing a Speedo and sporting a handlebar mustache. So uh, go give Justin a follow on Instagram. He's at Justin underscore Lippert. And in a couple weeks, he's going to be racing USAT Long Course Nationals, the 70.3 distance down at uh, Miami Man. So uh, if you are man enough and brave enough to race against Justin, go down there and race with the best of the best the amateur sport has to offer. So without further ado, my awesome conversation with Justin Lippert. Justin. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am great. I am great. Sounds like uh, you're just kind of chilling down there. Just chilling. <laughs> did you uh did you have work out this morning yeah i ran 12 miles give or take 7 a.m rise and grind are you an early riser all the time um i am naturally an early riser however i work like four to five days a week as a waiter waiting tables <laughs> at a restaurant and that's that's late nights, so Ugh. it kind of forces me to be a wake up at ten o'clock kind of guy, <laughs> or else I won't sleep. <laughs> and then throw in graduate school in the mix. Throw in graduate school in the mix, and training. Excellent. All you need to do is get married, have a couple kids, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cool. So you're down. So you go to Queens University, in North University, Carolina? North Carolina. And what are you studying? Uh, I'm getting my graduate degree in uh, my MBA, Master's in Business Administration. What do you want to focus on? Uh, I'm thinking about either finance or 
like leadership. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm in finance, so we could have a whole different conversation once this is over. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what not to do. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, we were chatting before, and uh, you're you you were you're kind of from up here in New England. Well, you're from the tri-state area. I'm from New England. And uh, we know a couple, couple fast dudes, the Ralstons that are up here as well. Oh, for sure! Shout out Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's kind of how I found you. Well, that and just through social, but more importantly, um, we were both at uh, USAT Nationals in Cleveland last month, and you fared slightly better than I did. So kudos to you, man! Back to back. Thank you, thank overall, you. Back to back overall winner. That's freaking rad. It's pretty rad, I guess. But you probably, it sounds like you went in with zero expectations or did you have high expectations? I, I went in with the expectation to win both days. Okay. Yeah, there was, that was the goal. So check the box, mission accomplished. Check the box, mission accomplished. No surprises. <laughs> so what was the lead up going into that? Because, um, you know, just kind of the background that I found, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you did undergrad at Clemson. Correct. Where you ran your freshman year, cross country and track. Yep, my freshman and sophomore year. Okay. And then I quit and, my junior year. And then transitioned to triathlon? Yep, and then I transitioned into triathlon. Um, didn't really take it too seriously. I mean, I love training. And, the, you know, just the whole process. So I would run and I'd ride my bike and I didn't really like swimming. So I wouldn't really do that. I was on like the cycling team at Clemson. I was active in the running club. So just, you know, general doing all three sports and do some triathlons, collegiate nationals, stuff like that. And you came in six overall at collegiate nationals? Yeah, so this past Collegiate Nationals um, on the draft legal day, so it was turned into a duathlon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. so it was run, bike, run, which helped me out tremendously because no secret, swimming is my weakness, <laughs> if anybody doesn't know. Um, so I was able to make the lead pack on the bike, um, or I was, I was eighth on the draft legal day on Friday. Okay. I made the I made the lead pack on the bike and then I was leading the run for most of the race but I went out like a bat out of hell. I think my second run it was I ran something stupid for the first 800 um and and I blew up and ended up getting eighth. But so that was pretty embarrassing honestly. But then I came back and got sixth the next day. So two top 10s weren't too bad, but I was looking for something better uh especially since it was a duathlon which helped me. Okay. So the sprint was draft legal, but the Olympic was not exactly. Okay. And what do you have a preference of the two? Um, draft legal is really fun. I've done collegiate nationals and I did the Claremont EDR both days of that. It's super fun, but my strength right now is definitely in non-draft racing. Okay. And that's because your run? Uh, yeah, because cause my, my swimming is not up to par. 
for ITU races, Continental Cups or World Cups or anything like that. So I would be out of the race. You know, once we got on the bikes, I'd be way too far back to ever catch up. Yeah, because I was looking at uh, Nationals, the Olympics. So you were behind, you came out of the water behind in the swim, obviously out of the water and the swim, you're behind but then you smoked the bike and then you had a rock in 10 K. So is that kind of your, your MO distance? Yeah. When I go into an Olympic distance race, like obviously I'm not looking to be first out of the water. I'm trying to swim as fast as I can, but I think I was like two and a half minutes back after the swim from the leader. Um, but once I'm out of the water, no one in the race is going to have a faster bike run combo than I am. So that definitely then helped you the next day because the sprint was turned into a run bike run. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's go back to the swim for a second. Okay. What, what just because we both raced that same day, what, um, when did you go off? The first wave we, was seven Oh five, I yeah. think. And I was like eight twenty five or eight thirty. Okay, so you got the shitty uh, waves yes, and was, crappy conditions as well. It was really choppy out there. <laughs> like you couldn't – you're swimming and the waves were big enough where you, you couldn't even see the sight buoys because the waves were up above. Like I don't know how big they were, but hiding the sight buoys. So you're just swimming and waves are mashing you in the face and you're trying to swim straight. And it, it, was, it was really bad. Yeah, it was insane. And, you know, I consider myself a good swimmer. And that was probably one of the toughest open water swims I've ever done before. Mm -hmm. And so someone, so something where, where it crushed me was I usually come out of the swim and I feel good to get on the bike. Mm -hmm. But I use so much freaking energy on that swim just to, you know, stay, be decent that it just it killed me on the bike. Yeah, I am right there with you. When I, I was... And I think a lot of people were from who I yes. talked to. Everyone said the same thing that they were trashed after the swim. And when I got out of the swim personally running to transition, I thought my race was over. I thought I was going to have to drop out. That's how bad I felt after that swim. Yeah. I, I also, I felt nauseous. I think I even got sick or close to being sick out in the water and I love the water. And it was just like, I felt wasted. And for me, I, I, my swim was like three to five minutes slower than normal. So it was just all those factors. Then you had to run uphill mm -hmm. on the sand to get to T1. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, everybody had the same race. Although the people in the first couple of waves had much cleaner conditions than us. Yeah. So you get, did you, did you swim with a wetsuit or did you go in a wetsuit? Oh, I had a wetsuit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because it was, I mean, it was on the bubble the day before. Um, but I think no wetsuit, you've just been dying out there. Oh, my God. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. I would have just sank. <laughs> <laughs> so so you hop on the bike and you're trashed. And did you know where anybody was or anybody around you where you need to be? Yeah. So I, I know a lot of kids in my age group who are doing the race. So I had a really good feel of where I came out of the water just from who I could see in front of me and from who I was around that I saw, I was like, 
you know, I had a pretty decent swim, like comparatively to everybody else. And then got on the bike and, you know, I start passing more and more kids that I know. And I'm like, wow, like, he's like a pretty good swimmer. And I passed him really soon on the bike. So I kind of started thinking, oh, things are things are going well. And then I passed my really good friend who's a really, really solid swimmer and good biker before the turnaround. And I was like, okay, like, I've got to be getting close to the front now. Um, and then after the turnaround, I caught who I knew, like, basically almost beyond a shadow of a doubt was the front pack in the, my age group because there were, like, four or five guys that I knew were, like, the strongest swimmers and also, like, some of the strongest bikers in my age group, and I just, like, floored it past them. Is that when you went full send? I was going full send the whole time. So I am totally going to date myself here. <laughs> so I'm 44, and yeah. I, read, I read the article that was posted on Slow Twitch, yeah. and you, ha- you were quoted as saying, I wanted, you know, so like, I wanted to go full send. I needed to go full send. And then I look at the comments, and all this old dude's like, what the frick does full send mean? <laughs> and I'm like, shit, I am really old. And so uh, so for my older listeners, can you kind of just inside of your mind on the bike with full send? Yeah, so full send, I've a- I'm actually working on a video, promo video for full send. Okay. Um, it'll be dropping on the Instagram soon, uh, what it means and everything. But essentially... Full send is, you know, going all out, acting in spite of fear, not thinking about the consequences, no holding back. Like, don't don't settle. Don't settle for mediocrity. Give it your all, all in, everything you got, like, full out. So I got on that bike, and I was like, let's go. Let's full send it. We're not thinking about the consequences. We're not thinking about the run after this. This next hour, or ended up being 56 minutes. Yep, 56.27, man. <laughs> we are just mashing as many watts as we can and not thinking about the consequences. Like, my goal was, like, I should be feeling like I, can, I won't be able to finish the bike. Like, I'm going to burn out too fast. That's how hard I want it to be going. And has this been your mantra throughout your career of endurance racing? No, this was the new, (laughs) this race. Just this race. Just this race. So I haven't done too many races. I've only been in the sport two years, and it's very expensive, so I only usually do a few races a year. Yep. Um, But what I found is that, especially in, like, Olympic distance races and longer, I, I, I lose focus on the bike, or I have in the past. Because you get out and you go hard for like the first like 20 minutes. And then at that 20 minute mark, you kind of start to get a little tired. And you're like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired now. And I still got like 40 minutes to go. So you kind of like lose focus, like mind drifts off, whatever. Until you get, you know, the next 20 minutes passes and you're like, oh, crap. Like now I've only got 20 minutes left and I feel pretty good. Now I got to smash it the rest of the way in. So that's kind of what I had been doing. And leading up to the race, I just kept thinking, like, what can I do to maintain my focus? And I, I had been doing some bike workouts. And what, what I found that helped me was 
taking it like in 10 minute increments at a time. So my plan for the bike was every 10 minutes I had to reassess and say, basically like my plan literally going in was every 10 minutes when my Garmin hits 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes. I got to ask myself, are you full sending it right now? Are you sending it? Are you going hard enough? And that kind of helped me keep my focus for the whole bike. And I guess it worked. That's crazy. And how did you feel coming off the bike? Did you, do you feel like you went as hard as you could? I think, I think I went about as hard as I could. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you proved it in the results, but yeah. Um, so then you get off the bike and now you're probably toast. But you got to go around a 10 K mm-hmm. and that course was no joke. I mean, it, the first miles uphill. Yeah, no, I was, I was surprised at how hard that run was. Okay. So it was definitely tough, a tough run. This is good. Cause I left there and I was kind of disappointed, but I was like, that was a hard course. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they, the, the run being two laps, uphill the first mile and it got pretty congested and it was pretty technical yes and the hot bike didn't help yep so you're going in a little drained already from it being hot and this and the swim kind of crushed in the front end yeah it all adds up it all adds up and then you got that first big hill like a quarter mile into the run so you're doing the whole thing basically trashed yeah, so you, I mean, you clearly could walk away from that thing as an overall winner being like, shit, man, that was like the toughest they could have thrown, almost the toughest they could have thrown at me, and yeah, I walked away number one. And my, like, my run pace was like 20 seconds slower than it usually is for like a 10K. Right. And, it, you know, so a lot of it has to do with, I'm sure, the swim and then the course, but... Did, how did how did you compare to everybody else that you know? I mean, were they in the same situation where they got kind of trashed on the swim as well? Yeah, a lot of people got trashed on the swim, um, and I was still second fastest run split, even considering how trashed I felt. So I'd imagine everyone was in the same boat on the run as well. So not only do you do that, then you wake up the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I got to ask you a question. So, so. Did what did you do Saturday night? That's my bigger question. Did you go to bed at eight o'clock and rest up for Sunday? Uh, So Saturday, (laughs) I don't want a gory detail. I just kind of any gory details. But after the race, I guess it was not ideal recovery conditions. (laughs) So I finished the race and immediately get whisked away to the drug tent, and I have to get produce a urine sample so if obviously you were there and anybody listening who's raced an olympic distance triathlon on a hot day you're out of fluids you're out of fluids after the race so there's no urine to produce (laughs) (laughs) right so yeah and it got hot too on this on the bike and this and the run and we left late so you know we were going you know, when it was the sun was yep. just beaten down exactly so i'm i'm in the drug tent i well so i know obviously that i'm gonna have trouble peeing for a while so i immediately <laughs> tell my chaperone i'm like bro you gotta find me like three water bottles and a gatorade and i <laughs> i ended up chugging four four water bottles and a gatorade like within 30 minutes um and it took me it took me over two hours until i had to pee 
Oh my God. So now here I am after the race sitting in this drug tent, no f- hot. Luckily we were protected from the sun a little bit. Cause it was like, literally, it was literally a tent. Um, in my, in my race speedo, no shirt, <laughs> like wearing like a Watt Slayer or like looking like a complete buffoon with your stash, with my handlebar mustache, like <laughs> looking like an absolute fool. Um, no, again, no food or anything, just chilling in the drug tent, making, making some good friends with the other guys who were sure. in there. Um, just waiting to, until I had to go. And that took like over two hours. So I was there. I got out of the drug tent and like everybody had gone home basically. Because, like, <laughs> was there was there. no food left. There was yeah. breaking everything down. So I went home uh, or I had, to, I had to move my bike actually in transition because I was racing the next day. Yeah. On top of it all, you're like, dude, I just won this whole thing. And you, like, you throw me a bone here. Yeah. Give me, you know. <laughs> right. So, and then I go, I go back to my, I had an Airbnb and didn't really have any food there. So like I had like a little bit of oatmeal, but honestly wasn't that hungry. I was pretty, I was pretty hyped. I, there might've been some adrenaline running through my body after winning. So I didn't really eat much. And I just basically had time to shower and sit down for like 30 minutes. And then I had to get up and go to the awards ceremony. Oh, that's right. So go to the awards ceremony, have a beer, uh, do that whole spiel. And then I go out to dinner with my teammates, have a little dinner, and then head back to the Airbnb and uh, go for a little run and then go to sleep. So it wasn't necessarily ideal, ideal recovery conditions, but it's, you know, it's what it was. And I guess, again, mostly every, well, not everybody was in the same boat because there were some people that just raced the sprint the next day and didn't do the Olympic. Yeah. So you get up the next morning at, oh, dark 30 again. Yep. How are you feeling? I felt really good. I felt really good Saturday after the race and I felt really good Sunday morning. Do you just recover well? I love two day races. Okay. (laughs) I've done, I've done like this is my third like two day race and I love them. I love the second day so much. That's, yeah. I guess it takes either love it or you hate it. There's yeah. probably really no in between. So you get up and then they cancel the swim. Yeah. So I was getting text alerts. Uh, I didn't do the next day, but so what happened? It was kind of, it got choppy and then there was a big current. Um, it wasn't choppy. It didn't look choppy. They said uh-huh, there okay. was an, a current underneath mm-hmm. that you couldn't see. Um, so we just, you just have to trust them on it, that they're making the right call. Um, and there was someone who passed away in the water on Saturday. Yeah, so that might've that. played into the decision a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. And they canceled the swim and you just have to trust them on it. Yeah. But you were probably, I don't I want to say, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I don't know if you were psyched because you're not swimming is not your forte so you mm-hmm. get to run first yeah i was i i've said it before and it's it's true i i'm not happy when it gets turned into a duathlon okay um i train for triathlons that's what i do this whole summer i spent 
literally swimming. Um, and if I wanted to do a duathlon, for a duathlon. <laughs> that's that's right? fair. There was duathlon national championships was in Greenville, South Carolina, literally 30 minutes away from Clemson, where I was. And I didn't do it because I don't care to do that. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So when it got turned into a duathlon, I'm like, damn, I wanted it to be a triathlon. But you just got to make do. You're still racing triathletes, and it just is what it is. Yeah, and I guess, like you said, collegiate nationals, same thing happened to it. So. Yeah. Year of the do. 2018 is the year of the do. <laughs> What's well, been a, I mean, the Boston, I did the Boston triathlon, and that got turned into a duathlon. So I've done one, two, three, I've done four duathlons this year, and I've signed up for zero. <laughs> and you've been swimming more than you ever have. And I've been swimming more than I ever have. <laughs> That's funny. So you go out in the sprint and you have the same mindset, just full send the whole thing? Yep. When it's the way they, when they cancel the swim like that, the way they do it is they take the 5K run at the end and split it up half before the bike, half after the bike. So now the bike becomes like an even bigger majority of the, of the race than it already was. Oh, that's right. They're not going to extend the run because it's technically yeah. a 5K. So yeah. they have to split it in half. Okay. So it's basically no swim. You're still biking 20K and you're only still running 5K. So my mindset going into the, once they canceled it, I was like, well, it's a bike race. Fastest <laughs> bike is going to win the race. And it was not lap. It was not draft legal, correct? Not draft legal. Okay. And how did you, um, how did you fare on the placing wise run and first run and, and then the bike? Um, I, th I think I had, I was definitely top three, I'm pretty sure, for, like, combined run splits. Mm -hmm. um, and then my bike, I'm not sure where I, I honestly didn't look into okay. it too much. I think, I think my bike split, it had to be top three. Um, so did you know coming down the chute that you had won the whole thing? So I, the way they started us was time trial start for the run. So you would start in your, in your age group wave but you would start four at a time. So it was basically just like self place yourself, go wherever you want and four at a time, line up, go wait five seconds, next four, go yada, 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 all the way till everyone's gone. And I was like, well, I'm going to start in the back. <laughs> so I know where everybody is. I don't care about being the first one to cross the line. I'm going to, I'm going to be two minutes back from the guys in the front, but I'm going to be able, able to get race updates along the way. And honestly, uh -huh. I, th I think I ended up only winning by three seconds. And like, there's a very good chance I would not have won if my coach wasn't there giving me updates huh. because I got off the bike and I was like, I forget if it was like 20 seconds down and he's or 30 seconds down even. And I was like, damn, I'm down because I thought I biked really hard. Mm -hmm. That gave me a little extra impetus on the run to, you know, really push myself that extra, you know, sixth gear and then coming down, down the hill, you know, with like a quarter mile to go. He yells at me and he says, 
you're still like seven seconds down from this spot right here. And I was like, holy crap, like, <laughs> Jesus. So I, I, I ran, I, I sent, I ran the absolute <laughs> madman fastest, like 400 meters I could, which like, I probably would not have done. I, I would not have been able to find that in myself if I didn't know I was still a little bit down. Um, and I, I knew, I knew once I got to the finish line, I knew I made, had made up that time because I knew I had gone so fast. And the, even that finish was crazy because it's downhill and then you go up over the, uh, yeah, the little over man-made that little causeway. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> that you take one, one wrong turn and you're freaking on the beach somewhere. Yeah, I so. know. <laughs> and, and that thing is pretty steep too. So yeah. I'm thinking like on, on Saturday I had a little more cushion. I knew I had a pretty good lead so I could like kind of safely go down. But Sunday I had to send it down that thing. And I was like, if I fall, it's over. Like there, there's right. the race. There's the difference. <laughs> You're either coming in first or last. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that was like skateboard tape on that stuff. Like you go down, you're, it's going to rip up your skin. And you with just the Speedo, that would have been freaking brutal. <laughs> yeah, that My Speedo was pink and my body would have been red. <laughs> <laughs> so you had, um, you had been training with the, some dudes up in Nor'easter. Actually, the dudes of Nor'easter. <laughs> dudes of Nor'easter. Yep. So tell me a little bit about them. Uh, oh, it's a, it's an awesome, awesome group of guys. And, and our coach, James Peterson, he's a awesome coach and the dudes are great. Like we're all super, super hard workers and love to have fun. So like when it was time to work out, it was time to work out and we put our heads down and we grinded it out day in, day out. But outside of that, we just had a blast and had a bunch of fun, full scent recovery and, Gosh, I miss it. I miss it so much living with them and training with them. So you, you train with them for the summer leading up to nationals? Yeah, we started in like middle of June. So it was basically like two months. And uh, yeah, I, I laughed when I was kind of checking them out because you guys are totally, totally old school. Y'all got the, the crazy stashes, uh, yeah. all, speedo, all wearing speedos. Couple had um, mullets. Yeah, right. You're you're like the antithesis of you know trucker hats and uh, <laughs> yeah. long sleeved uh, tri kits. Yeah, <laughs> that's our our motto: is skin is the most arrow. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, it just sounds like a bu- cool bunch of blue collar dudes just putting the work in, having fun, yeah, exactly, not taking yourselves too seriously. I mean, we definitely when we go to races, we're out there. We're the ones having the most fun. And you're crushing it too. And I crushing mean. it too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Spencer was right up there. And I I apologize, I didn't realize you ran Boston, but Spencer was up there in the front, the Boston try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did, I did the Boston. I, I got a drafting penalty. Okay. So I would have been second. I was 19 seconds away from first, but two-minute drafting penalty. So, <sighs> And first was Ben Canute. Uh, yeah. So it's not easy. <laughs> so you're up there. Yeah. So, okay, so that kind of leads me down this path of, you know, you're in grad school, you're um, at Queens U, and you're racing with them too. They have a tri-team? Yep, we got a tri-team. So, you know, is is a pro aspiration in your future, or are you just kind of having fun with this and seeing where it goes? Or uh, Pro aspirations certainly in the future. Um, obviously, winning age group Nats, I, I've qualified for my elite card 
Tyson's, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I've decided not to take it yet. Um, because when, when you take your pro card, like, what does that really allow you to do that you already can't? And the only thing you can do is either race in, like, a pro field if there is one at a race or do ITU draft legal races. And with where my swim is right now, I would get wrecked in draft legal races. Like it wouldn't even be fun for me. I'd go in there and get be probably honestly like dead last out of the swim and just never even be in the race. It wouldn't be fun. It'd be a waste of money. I'd travel all around, enter these races and get like 40th place. And that's not what I want to do. Um, so I'm going to stay amateur, um, because I think I could get, you know, you got to market yourself as a triathlete mm-hmm. for sponsors and this, that, the other thing. So I want to stay as an amateur cause I could do age group nationals and big races like that, that could give me a lot of exposure. And we say it all the time at, you know, at the DTE and you know, we're like world's famous age grouper. So like, that's <laughs> kind of what I'm going for right now. Like world's fam- most famous age grouper. Okay, and and you and I just saw just as I was kind of go, coming on to this call that you you're doing Miami Miami Man seventy point yep. three, which is USAT Long Course Nationals, yep. and uh, so so two things. One, I mean, you're calling out everybody to show up, so you yeah, obviously I think I are tagged, one. I think I tagged like forty like athletes in the comments. You did. I went in and like started following a bunch of people because I'm like, you know who you want to race against. So yeah. you, you, you're basically saying, this is, I, I want to race against the best of the best. Yeah. So show up or. Because I, uh, I love the competition. Like yeah. I always say, like, I don't want to, I don't want to win. I want to be the best. Like I didn't want to show up to age group nationals and have nobody else show up and win by five minutes. Like that's not what I want. I don't want to win because people didn't show up. I don't want to win because someone got a flat. I don't want to win because someone was sick. I want to win when everyone's there. Everyone's having their best day. So long course nationals, Miami man, 70.3, November 11th. Be there. And I'm going to make sure I put this out before that. And um, just so we'll we'll help the cause. Yeah. So, uh, and you got a, you got a coupon code. Yeah. If you want, if you want 10% off registration, Lippert 10, give you 10% off. So help you out a little bit. Now, I don't know if you, so who, who's basically came to you and said, here's a coupon code for you to give to your followers. Uh, this, they're the race director. Okay. They basically know you got this, this cool Justin Bieber following, yeah. like following it. <laughs> yeah. So will this be your first 70.3? I did uh, Texas 70.3 in April. And how'd you fare? I did. All right. I did. I went four Oh three. And I was fourth amateur, and I had I had a monster run split. I ran like one twelve thirty, I think. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm 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 way better than that now. Not on the run, but on the bike and the swim. So Miami man, I'm looking at I'm looking for three fifty three. Holy crap! So you're looking to win this whole freaking thing? Yeah, by a lot, <laughs> not just a little. But obviously, that that how much I win by obviously is gonna. I can't control that. I can only control myself. But so, hopefully, hopefully it's a tight race because hopefully a lot of other great athletes show up. 
you called them all out. So uh, you yeah, didn't leave I anybody... called out everyone I knew. Obviously, yeah. I didn't call out like actual legit pros, like you know, Fredino, Keenley, Benkenu. Like they're not going to show up, but right. all the top age groupers and some of people who are like new to the pro scene, like you know, kind of just went got their elite license in the past year or so, like. Everyman Jack, you know, all the, all the Nor'easter elite, everybody, uh, origin performance squad. I, kn- I know like project podium and collegiate recruitment program would never come, but it'd be cool if they did. And, <laughs> you know, but you know, I want everyone there. If you're good, I want you there. If you're not good, I still want you there. Cause it's, it should be a fun, really fun race. This is awesome. Man. Well, listen, I, uh, as we're wrapping this up, I truly appreciate you coming on. Um, just from the little I've seen about you, I, I knew you were someone I wanted to bring on here and have a conversation with. So thank you very much. You're and uh, so everybody can follow you here all over social. You're at Justin underscore Lippert. Yes, sir. And um, we could, everybody could go there and get some full send hats. Yeah. So full send after that I, quote in my post-race interview took off, I kind of, I kind of branded myself with it made some hats. I've sold almost a hundred. I think I've sold as of yesterday, 87 hats. Holy crap. Um, and when I get to a hundred, we're doing a, a big giveaway on my Instagram. So be on the lookout for that. Cool. We'll put this out there and hopefully get some more people to gobble up those hats. And uh, Don't wait I'm for sure the there's... giveaway though. We got to get to the giveaway so we can do it. So that's right. And then behind the giveaway, then there's... yeah. yeah. <laughs> the... I love that you're sending them to like, like cross country teams are buying them. Yeah. And, um, so it's totally, that's cool, man. And then I love everybody's like, so is this going to get me under two hours in the Olympic? Guaranteed. (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's worth at least, you know, six, seven minutes in an Olympic distance race. (laughs) Sold. (laughs) Awesome brother. Well, again, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you at Miami, man, and seeing what the future holds for you. Of course. Bring back the speedo. Absolutely. The speedo and the stash. Speedo will be there. (laughs) All right, man. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you. All right. There you go. We made it. We went full send with Justin Lipper and uh, I survived. So fun conversation with Justin. Really glad I was introduced to him and the dudes in Nor'easter and the Queens University triathlon team because future episodes, I'm going to be bringing on some more guests of both the dudes and the Queens U triathlon team. So great group of people. All the guys are sporting Speedos and handlebar mustaches and having a great time and uh, kicking some serious ass out there, finding their way to the podium. So go give them a follow. Remember, Justin's on Instagram, at Justin underscore Lippert. Then it's the dudes at Nor'easter and then the Queens U triathlon team. Go give them all a follow. Support them. Support Justin and his Full Send merch collection. He needs to get 100 hats, and then there's some more stuff coming your way. And then also go follow Justin Racing USAT Long Course Nationals and use the code LIPPERT10 for 10% off. That's all I have for you this week. Until next time, talk soon.